Paul says. First of all, then I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings should be made for everyone, for kings and all who are in high positions, so that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and dignity. This is right and is acceptable in the sight of God our Saviour, who desires everyone to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God. There is also one mediator between God and humankind, Christ Jesus, himself human, who gave himself a ransom for all. This was attested at the right time. So, what is prayer? If you try Googling what is prayer, you come up with a variety of answers, but mainly a list of prayers for certain situations. Yes, you might find the top 40, so to speak. And you might find the 222 prayers listed in the Bible, or the prayers of Jesus, and how many ways that there is and where we should start. For if Jesus prayed, then so should we. To me, it's the same as believers' baptism. Jesus was baptized and he said, believe and be baptized. So again, so should we. Sue has come to that conclusion where in two weeks' time, the baptistry will be filled and heated. And you have the opportunity to join her. Why not pray about it? In Philip Yancey's book, Prayer, does it make any difference? It says in its opening pages, prayer is keeping company with God. I love that phrase. It is like the many quotes that the message translation uses. But keeping company with God. You see, this is what Jesus constantly did. He spent a great deal of time in prayer, and he refers to prayer 42 times in his teachings with the Gospels recording Jesus praying 28 times. Here's just a few. Matthew 14 tells us that he went up to the mountains to pray. He prayed in the wilderness, and so did I when I got lost there. He prayed in the temple. He prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane. He prayed on the cross. Prayer was so much a part of our Saviour's life And the disciples must have been impressed and captivated by how Jesus prayed. For early on they came to him and said, Lord, teach us how to pray. The disciples must have been impressed by how important prayer was to Jesus and how necessary it was for Jesus to be communicating with his heavenly Father. Many of them saw the pattern of prayer life and many witnessed the results of that investment. And through his prayers, we see the heart of the Son of God in action, praying to seek God's wisdom, God's will, and God's guidance. So what is prayer? I have many books on prayer, many of them offering prayers for certain situations, listing the types of prayer, often referring to ACTS, the acronym for Adoration, Confession, Thanksgiving, and supplication. 
over the many years, sorry, over the years, many books have been written on prayer with how to do it and to whom should we pray to. So what is prayer? What does it look like? So where should we seek guidance? For Christians and in fact everyone, there is nowhere better than the Bible. There's nowhere better than the Word of God. And the ultimate person to ask our question is the living Word, Jesus Christ. Prayer in its simplest form is conversation with God. I remember in my early days of being a believer, I shared everything with God. I was excited by discovering new joy, this new joy of beauty, of creation. We walked and I talked. And now, later, prayer has become more personal, more important. It's become more valuable and more necessary and more real. And yet at times it is difficult not knowing what to pray for as situations in ministries arise. What is prayer? It is calling on the name of the Lord in praise, worship and dependence calling on God for help and strength. Seeking God's face in times of distress. Seeking the Lord in times of fear or great need. Crying out to God. Lifting up your soul to God. Approaching God's throne of salvation and grace. But to whom do we pray? God the Creator, God the Father, God the Lord of all, God the Son. There is a well-known theologian called Brother Lawrence. I've met him on a few occasions in a strange way, that is a strange thing to say, as he lived in a French monastery in the 1600s, but his profound words have spoken to me and maybe to you too. Throughout his life, Brother Lawrence experienced many challenges. But along with the way, he recognized that God was with him. And he took full advantage of being in the Lord's presence. Instead of complaining about his situations, he chose to focus his heart and mind on the thoughts of God's love, God's majesty, and God's grace. Brother Lawrence spent time with God in an intimate way that allowed him to experience the fullness of joy and peace. He penned the words, the practice of the presence of God. Prayer is the practice of the presence of God. It is the place where pride is abandoned, hope is lifted, and appeal is made. Prayer is the place of admitting our need, of adopting humility and claiming dependence upon God. Prayer is the needful practice of a Christian. Prayer is the exercise of faith and hope. Prayer is the privilege of touching the heart of the Father through the Son of God, Jesus our Lord. The Bible speaks much of prayer, but sometimes too often 
we ignore prayer and seek to accomplish in the strength of our own those things that we desire to have or happen. For those of us who are often too guilty of this, we need to bow our knees, confess our sin, receive God's forgiveness, and beg that the will of the Lord will be done above our own. God is sovereign and loving, and he knows what is best for us and others, even if it doesn't always seem to make the most sense. We so often come to the Lord with legitimate requests for healing, conversations, conversions, and needs. And yet, at times, the answers we hope for do not come. We wonder and sometimes doubt, yet we persevere and praise God. We pray because we know that God hears us and because we desire to see results. We should pray by faith, trusting God. We should pray consistently, trusting God. We should pray for healing, trusting God. We should pray for others, trusting God. We should pray. And when our prayers are answered or are not answered, remember this. If we knew what the Lord knew, we wouldn't change a thing. You see, prayer changes the one praying. Because in prayer, you are in the presence of God as you lay before him, your complete self in confession and dependence. There is nothing to hide when in quiet supplication. We are reaching into the deepest part of ourselves and admitting our needs and failures. In doing so, our hearts are quietened and pride is stripped away. And we enjoy the presence of God. On the wall, to your left, by the prayer chairs, we read James 4 verse 8. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. But there is another benefit of prayer. Peace. It says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication and thanksgiving... Let your requests be made known to God. And here's the response. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, shall guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I suppose that we can test our prayer life and dependence upon God by the peace or lack of peace in our hearts. In all things, we are to seek the Lord, and in his continued presence, peace will surely be our gain. Prayer is the practice of the presence of God. In Richard Foster's book on prayer, he has a section called Coming Home, an invitation to prayer. Listen to these words.
I've obviously read more than I should have read. I'll read it from here. God has graciously allowed us to catch a glimpse into his heart. And I want to share with you what I have seen. Today, the heart of God is an open wound of love. He aches over our distance and preoccupation. He mourns that do we not draw that we do not draw near to him. He grieves that we have forgotten him. He weeps over our obsession with muchness and manyness. He longs for our presence. And he is inviting you and me to come home. To come home to where we belong. To come home to that which we were created for. His arms are stretched wide to receive us. His heart is enlarged to take us in. Far too long we have been in a far country, a country of noise and hurry and crowds, a country of climb and push and shove, a country of frustration and fear and intimidation. And he welcomes us home home to serenity and peace and joy, home to friendship and fellowship and openness, home into intimacy and acceptance and affirmation. We do not need to be shy. He invites us into the living room of his heart where we can put on old slippers and share freely. He invites us into the kitchen of his friendship where chatter and batter mix in good fun. He invites us into the dining room of his strength where we can feast on our heart's delight. He invites us into the study of his wisdom where we can learn and grow and stretch and ask all the questions we want. He invites us into the workshop of his creativity where we can be co-laborers with him working together to determine the outcomes of events, he invites us into the bedroom of rest, where new peace is found, and where we can be naked and vulnerable and free. It is also the place of deepest intimacy, where we know and are known to be the fullest. The key to this home, this heart of God, is prayer. Perhaps you've never prayed before, except in anguish or terror. It may be the only time the divine name has been on lips has been in angry expletives. Never mind. I am here to tell you that the Father's heart is open wide. You are welcome to come in. Perhaps you do not believe in prayer. You may have tried to pray and have been profoundly disappointed and disillusioned. You seem to have little faith or none. It does not matter. The Father's heart is open wide. You are welcome to come in. Perhaps you are bruised and broken by the pressures of life. Others may have wronged you and you feel scarred for life. You have old, painful memories that have never been healed. You avoid prayer 
because you feel too distant, too unworthy, too defiled. Do not despair. The Father's heart is open wide. You are welcome to come in. Perhaps you have prayed for many years, but the words have grown brittle and cold. Little ever happens anymore. God seems remote and inaccessible. Listen to me. The Father's heart is open wide. You are welcome to come in. Perhaps prayer is the delight of your life. You have lived in the divine milieu for a long time and can attest to its goodness. But you long for more, more power, more love, more of God in your life. Believe me, the Father's heart is open wide. You too are welcome to come higher and deeper. If the key is prayer, the door is Jesus Christ. How good of God to provide us a way back to his heart. He knows that we are stiff-necked and hard-hearted. So he has provided a means of the entrance. Jesus Christ lived a perfect life, died in our place, and rose victorious over all the dark powers so that we might live through him. This is wonderfully good news. No longer do we have to stand outside, barred from nearness to God by our rebellion. We may now enter through the door of God's grace and mercy in Jesus Christ. May 2019 be a year full of walking and talking and listening to God. May it be a year of listening to his voice and responding. And may we all grow as we practice in the presence of God. Amen.